0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking about buying at the bottom. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free.
1: How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course.
2: I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: All right, guys. We all survived the 1-year celebration episode. We're back with a regular episode. It is episode 53. How you guys doing?
1: Good. Great. Your, your your intro segment sounded
0: extra creepy today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hopefully it doesn't sound every. It, it kind of um, a little. Creepy, the title okay. shouldn't be creepy, but it does sound a little. It didn't when sound creepy until I was saying it when you, you say you it you like hit that. Hit it with the
3: radio voice guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. I I don't know. Is it? It's the word bottom. Yeah. I think bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But so yeah, I- we're back, and, and with a regular show. A regular show. Regular content that people might find useful. Not that... Did, were, was there any... There's some
0: information on going to Children's Hospital on the last episode. I think there was some fun stuff. It wasn't as content-packed no. as most of our stuff. You know, Matt drinks energy drinks. yeah. Yeah, well, let's not rehash the next episode. If you want to listen to that, they can go back to episode 52. What, what has happened since then? I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you gentlemen. So
3: long. You know, there's lots of good things going on. The one thing I wanted to bring up in the intro, because it's, I don't know, I don't want to make it a whole news segment, but it was in the news. If you guys, it was just a headline um, this morning, is that a realtor has been, what's well, been publicized now, that a couple years ago when we were writing all these offers that were unconditional. Yep. They didn't have an opportunity to read the strata documents. As you know, client calls you on Sunday. Offers are tonight. I have to make an offer. There's six, seven, 12 offers. It's going to be unconditional. They didn't read the minutes. And then like a month after moving in, the buyer got hit with a $17,000 assessment for the roof. Oof. And they blamed the realtor.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
3: And I don't know. It just sounds sad for everybody.
1: But that's uh, that's pretty upsetting. I feel like, it, and especially in that time, no one was doing home inspections. Nobody was but, doing but inspections. At, at the very least, read some documents. But there's no
3: time. Like I, I, anyway, I heard it. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because I heard that story, and I made an offer like that. I got a call on like a 5 p.m. on a Sunday. when the the market was crazy. And it's like, I want to make an offer. I want to make an unconditional offer. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's your choice. That's your prerogative. I mean, I've looked at the the building says it has new plumbing. It says it has a new roof, you know, in the description on MLS. It's all I have to go on. We're making an offer. We lost. Yeah. But I didn't have any time to do any due diligence. It was just like, Matt, I want you to be my agent to make an offer.
0: I mean, you don't really have to worry about it too much because it's rare that we're seeing subject-free offers, although there were a couple in New West last week. Definitely, yeah. Hopefully, we're not going back to that. But I would hope that this agent, if they didn't read through the strata docs and wrote a subject-free offer, at least had some paperwork that said, we are making this offer so fast, you understand mm-hmm. the risks of writing a subject-free offer and acknowledge that I have not had time to review the document. It was
3: all happening so fast that, I mean, that certainly wasn't in my offer when I did that. Because it was like yeah. get your standard paperwork out, get this offer written, get it done. Like you got forty five <laughs> minutes to explain the offer to your client, get it signed, and get it submitted.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I'm going to play bad cop for a second because our agency duty is to look out, out for their, uh, for the buyer's best interests. And if we're not doing some of those, which was perfectly understandable in that market, the speed of that market was nuts. You got to get in writing. Hey, everybody is aware I didn't have time to do what it says I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, when like, we
3: learned over time to have that the language of that ready on deck to put that stuff in. But right. when it first started rolling out, totally. it was everybody's just chasing their tail, right? Yeah. And I guess why you bring that we bring that up now is that we've learned we know better. Yeah. And you just said we had two unconditional offers written in New West last week. Do we go back there that quickly? Yeah, I sure hope not. I really, really hope yeah, that, like that as soon as there's three offers, the only way to win yeah. is to write unconditional. And it's like
1: it's still it's still fresh in people's memories that that's a thing that you do. That oh, yeah. Matt and I were talking place. about that
0: last week. Like it's still in the back, even though we're not there. There is this winning tactic, like how to win multiple offers that isn't that long ago that buyers still remember and realtors still remember. Because before it was kind of a badass move. It was like all these yeah. people writing with
1: conditions and, and it I was a power it, move and, and when I it know, started. And I know my guys are, yeah. their financing's good and I know this is a good building. So watch this. And then, you know, seller's like, oh, so this is a done deal. And as long as the yeah. price was, was adequate enough or, or in the same realm as the other offers or the next, next best offer, it was a sure thing yeah for sure and and then yeah we were so happy we were over that and then Hmm. you know there's word word on the street that a couple people have started
3: doing that again i can't believe we're talking about that in the episode about how to buy at the bottom
0: well i i I think that's we're gonna get into that (laughs) 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 that's part of it public (laughs) public service announcement
3: all right well anything uh, you want to say to say hi welcome
0: i i brought on a new member of the team What, what yeah yeah sorry yeah, so my, my wife has been home uh, for a little while and uh, she's taking on some of the marketing oh, yeah? aspects of of running, running the team. I'm even paying her a salary. Um, so you gave her the passwords to your social media accounts? Uh, no. <laughs> um, not, not crazy. But uh, that's one of the things that I'm finding so difficult and you guys have worked with, an assistant, uh, one of the best assistants, Debbie, for years. The best. And Debbie was pretty trained when you, Matt, started working with her, right? Because she had worked with with yeah. your predecessor, she has been doing Jerry, real estate long, years.
1: longer than us.
0: <laughs> Training's really hard. Like, part of the, the, one of the problems is you're like, okay, I'm bringing on this assistant so that I can focus more on the money-making tasks. But first, I've got to spend three times the amount of time teaching how to do the, like, if it's something just, takes an hour to do, it probably takes three hours to teach it.
3: Yeah, the fundamentals of why are we doing this? Yeah. The
0: back end of, okay, the sequence of how
3: we got to why you're doing this. Yeah. You need to understand all those steps. Debbie trains like every assistant in our whole brokerage. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, doesn't sit down with them. Like the agent who they're working for tells them stuff, but they end up coming to our office, and and we're cooperative with that. It's like, okay, yeah, this is kind of how you need to do this bit. It's like, so-and-so asked me to do this thing, and I'm not even sure what the words were that they just said. (laughs) Right,
0: yeah, (laughs) because realtors aren't always the best teachers either. That's just something. So. That's what, what I've been working on this week is uh, going through and you're like, okay, well, I want you to do this just sold card. Cool. I need like these six things that I don't know about. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to teach all these six little little bits. And I mean, none of it's Rachel's fault. She she doesn't know how any of it works. But you're like, what's a mail walk? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so back, background lot. knowledge and things. Yeah, totally. So she's so, going to be coming into the office? Never. 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 No. The plan is not She's to lurking be working in, the, in the, the shadows. In the shadows, striking from a distance. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll be working from like a Starbucks probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. For sure. And the kids are not handling it well. Like mom had to spend an hour on the computer yesterday and my little girl Arya lost her mind. Click like like mom, mom mom mom. Why? what? <laughs> it was you, out of control. And you were at home. Or no, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm trying to teach while I'm <laughs> okay. doing. She, she's <laughs> used to
1: you being on your phone all the time. Yeah, but, she doesn't care now, mom. She's yeah, not that, mom. That's un, conditioned. Undivided attention. There's a problem.
0: Yeah. So we've got a fantastic show today. Lots to go through. Uh, if you've been watching the market and you've noticed that there's been a big correction and you're thinking maybe this is time to make a move. Uh, This is probably the show for you. We're gonna get into why this process might still be frustrating for a buyer. And we're gonna discuss some of the winning tactics in today's market so that you can get out there and uh, make that, that move you've been dreaming about. But first, Matt's got some news for us.
2: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
3: I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. I am enlightened.
2: Do it
0: live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
3: Okay, very short news story, but it uh, encompasses a lot of what I think people need to hear to set us up for what we're talking about today. Oh, so this is in CBC, published May 2nd. The headline reads, More Choice, Lower Prices. Why now may be a good time to buy real estate in Vancouver. So more choice, lo- lo- lower prices.
0: I feel like they answered their question already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to read the rest.
1: Uh,
0: thank, thank you. Rafferty. That's
3: the name of the guy who wrote this. Rafferty Baker. He's a realtor? Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's a columnist. Oh. He must have talked to a realtor, though, probably. Uh, there's a quote from a realtor in here oh <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> great source so it advice. says new okay. s- new cmhc report also notes metro housing metro vancouver housing market is still vulnerable okay so now they're throwing out the cautions yeah mm. so it says there's a high degree of vulnerability in the market prices are down inventory is up which means buyers will find some advantage There's like very little to this article. Um, But inventory is obviously still pretty high. They say there's still plenty of risk despite the fact that you think you might be able to go out there and get a deal. And then they don't get a quote from Realtor. They get a quote from uh, Josh Gordon, assistant professor at Simon Fraser University's School of Public Policy. Okay. Because that's the first place I would go to get advice on real estate. This is the public policy the public school? <laughs> policy department at SFU. Well, at least he's probably a doctor. Doesn't say so. Oh. Just Josh Gordon. How are we supposed to trust this person?
1: Not His name jo- is
0: Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I trust all Josh's. Yeah, sounds like a <laughs> 35-year-old.
3: So Gordon said a lot of the risk in the market relates to how much money people have borrowed to afford the homes they already own. And lower prices won't change that. He says you have a high... I'm really bad at reading today. You have a period of high prices that are not really closely aligned to people's purchasing power and where people have borrowed a lot of money to get into the housing market. So it goes on to sort of suggest that because people have borrowed a lot, that it's not going to, it still causes problems, which is totally true. But that has nothing to do with your buying power in the marketplace right now.
0: The only thing I could see that affecting. Is the fact that there's probably a lot of sellers out there because they've borrowed so much, who can't afford to sell at market value? But well, some of them, they don't, yeah, have that there's
3: certainly a segment of them,, yeah. who paid at such a high price in the last two years that yeah. they can't. But keep in mind, five years ago and beyond, you pretty much always had to pay to move. Right. You mm-hmm. rarely could sell your house for enough that you were net positive or neutral. By yeah. the time you paid moving costs. You were costs, going in the hole either way.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think the last two years have skewed expectations big time.
3: <laughs> that was the norm. And he's not even trying to say that, but he's saying things like, you know, uh, the possibility of rising interest rates and other market factors uh, could put people in uh, a difficult spot, you know, when it comes time to renew. But that's been the same thing for the last 10 years.
0: That just sounds like buying real estate.
3: Yeah. It's it's really... So anyway, he goes on. is that kind of stuff Bidding wars are behind us. They note that. So we're going to talk. We've already talked about that in the introduction today. And then he says, uh, conditions have definitely improved for buyers, but that doesn't mean that buyers should not be very cautious in this market. Okay, Prices have fallen and may continue to do so. So they should be aware of that possibility. Hmm. Which, sure, that's a great way to close, but there's like no facts in there. There's no information. It's one dude's opinion from SFU who says, prices may continue to go down. And that's real estate, yeah. yeah,
0: They may continue to go down. Why don't we try to be more helpful than this article? I (laughs) would agree. Prices
3: may (laughs) still go
1: down. You know what else? I'll never disagree with that. They may go up. Yeah.
3: (laughs) 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 Now
2: you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts.
0: You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that.
3: Neither do I. Wrong. National debt
0: advocate. Wrong, wrong. 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 with that money getting lost. Wrong.
2: Very nice words,
3: but happens to be wrong. You're listening to multiple offers. A real estate show.
0: Alright, so you've been waiting for the market to calm down. No, I haven't. Patiently saving for a down payment, the time is finally here. We've we've read that article. Why is it still hard to buy if it's such a buyer's market?
2: Well, how
1: do you know the time is even here? Excellent question. Because I I I still have a few buyers that are that are like, hey hey guys, there's a there's a couple good deals out there. Like this is. This guy's underpriced this place. I yeah. don't even think they're trying for multiples. They've just underpriced it, and and they ended up taking an offer at asking uh, or just below within a few days. And then the agent said, "I did a great
0: job." So they're um, still trying to time the absolute. And they're still bottom. not. Yeah,
1: because yeah. it's such a big. I mean, we just went through such craziness. So some of these people mm-hmm. are people that were actively searching in the crazy multiple offers. Um, you know, subject free offers and they gave up and they're, so now they, they, some of those people have come, I think the people that were searching, they're, they're a little less jaded and they're, they're ready to buy um, because they've seen, it's changed. The prices have changed. They've seen that, that reflected in the list prices. Um, but then there are still people and where are they, where are they getting those, their sources from, right? Are they, are they waiting for the newspapers?
0: Do, do you guys find right now with the buyers you're working with that there are a lot of buyers out there who are overestimating the correction?
1: Buyers that are overestimating
3: how much of a deal they're going to get? Yes.
0: Um, Or or do they have realistic expectations?
3: The people... I I think this is not a fair representation of the overall marketplace, but the people who have come to us recently have just been very in line with the current market conditions. Okay. Yeah, just... I see the prices. They seem fair. I was looking a year and a half ago, and it was crazy. Yeah. So this seems reasonable. This seems enough. And
0: is that condos or houses? Uh, Both both yeah
3: and the other thing that i mean
1: you can read articles you can talk to your realtor you can talk to whomever you want yeah um but i mean the only way of knowing whether a bottom has been reached is is if it starts going up right Would yeah you, you can only
0: tell in hindsight that was the bottom you can only see the bottom in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see what you,
1: I see what you did there
0: i'm a dad now so i get to make dad jokes yeah
1: <laughs> But, but yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, people, their main objective is trying to, if you're trying to time it and it's all this craziness is over. And now you've you've heard the stories for the past year um, saying that lowest sales since the 80s. Um, when, do you, when do you get back in?
0: I, I find with, with the clients I've been working with, the condo buyers are pretty on board with the prices now. Like this seems like a good deal. I couldn't get what I want. I can't afford what I want, and especially first-time buyers. Like now, I can get in. I'm finding a lot of people who are wanting to make the jump from either a condo or a townhouse into a house are like, "Well, I was told there was a crash. <laughs> When's the crash?" And you're like, "House prices have dropped. They're still going to be a million. Very, bucks. very significantly. But you're you're not buying a nice house in New West for nine hundred thousand dollars." Like, that that no. hasn't happened.
3: Yeah, that part isn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, this idea that, well, yeah, a crash means that everything's going to be under a million. It's like, no, it's still really expensive. Yeah. It, that that part is true, right? I guess the folks that I, I'm working with who are looking at houses, they're on board with the current sale prices. Right.
0: Which are not necessarily all of the current asking prices. Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I think New West houses are still in you're going to pay less than the last sales for the most part. Not huge, like not hundreds of thousands. But well, it... and
3: I think we'll discuss this throughout our, yeah. our conversation here for the next few minutes, but it is so highly dependent on the characteristics of that house. Totally. There are plenty of people who want a house, but they're not interested in making big compromises because if you want somebody to put over a million dollars for a home... That is a lot of money to them. Anybody who looks at them and goes "I like, oh, I hate you for having the ability to buy a house for a million dollars, they're pushing themselves to the limit. Did, did
0: you see how many houses sold in last month, last month, between <laughs> yeah. a million and and 1.25? <laughs> It was a three, 3% three sales ratio. Yeah, it was one. Yeah. yeah. One house. And I think there were 30 something. We were just talking sale. about
1: that the other day. It was yeah. just a weird little pocket, a little band where people were like, I'd rather just spend a little bit more and I can get, and now I'm getting something with potentially a suite. So yeah. that makes it a little more affordable um, because anything under that was just way too much
3: work. Or it's a bigger house that fits more of the forever house model. I'm noticing a lot of the houses... Right, this is the last move. Yeah, the 900 to 1.1 are starter house. Still a
0: stopgap. Yeah, Yeah.
3: and it's like, well, this doesn't fit if I have two kids, if I want to have all of the things in life that make sense to me, especially if I'm spending a million dollars. Yeah. So what's the point of buying the starter house for a million or a million fifty? I want to find a way to get that one at 1.25 or 1.3 or 1.4. Then I'm noticing the sales are actually quite quick and fast, yeah. With the good ones at 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6. We talked about this in the show a few months ago. For months, they weren't moving in that segment. Right. But now, it's, I think, a different philosophy. Over 1.7 is still rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but 1.4 to 1.6, yeah. there's definitely some action there. And it's because those houses, check those boxes. Three bedrooms above ground. Yeah. Good layout. Uh, usually a suite or some potential for a suite, if not just a bigger house that works for a big growing family. Right? So-
0: if buyers' expectations for the most part in line, what what are some of the problems? What about the sellers? What's going on in the sellers' minds right now?
1: I think one yeah one of the problems. Um, if I'm a buyer, I have contacted um, you know Matt or, or Jeff, and it's and I've I agree with you that we've reached the bottom. That it's time for me to make a move in the next three months. Um, Do we think we've reached the bottom?
0: If. I will never say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to go on record of not saying that. I think it's a good terms, time to buy. In
1: terms of the bottom, I, I'm just saying that there's prices have stabilized and, okay. and buyers are buying. Yep. And we're not getting, like if you've looked at the past two months, and again, we're, we're talking about New West, like a lot of generalities, but but in New West um, as a whole, um, you're seeing that there's... there's the new inventory that's coming on is not coming on at the same rate that the percentage that sales are increasing. So okay. buyers are, the consensus, a lot of this is is what what's going on in the minds of buyers and sellers. Are they confident? Mm-hmm. And and it seems that the buyers, the general consensus is that they're okay writing on these places. So I think one trap is you find a place and the seller's not there yet. So they're stuck on a price. You're yeah, like, I really want to buy this house. Uh, and they're not in line with what's happening.
0: Yeah, I think there's kind of two houses, there's two most common scenarios that the buyer is writing on, right? There's the, I really want to buy this house, the seller has not priced it properly, but maybe I can negotiate and get it down to a fair price. The other scenario is, this seller is in line, it's a really good price, and the market actually will be pretty active on a really good price home, like... There's there's two sort of problems. Problem number one is you've got to you've got to kind of grind the seller down to something acceptable, and problem number two is you've still got to get it fast. You've got to be on the ball. You might miss it if you're not if you're not quick enough. Like when a deal does hit, and you tell me if you guys disagree, there a deal's still gonna like a good price listing is gonna go maybe even before the first open house.
3: Still. Well, I can disagree with that really because it depends on the product. Okay. I don't care how sharply you price yeah. a house on a main street, an arterial street in New West. Nobody wants it right now.
0: I I would argue that if you priced it at the right price, yeah, the, well, right the, on, right by Herbert Spencer, that one went. How quick did that one go? That one went really fast. But That's across the Herbert Spencer, six and, and so okay, so there's something that's balancing out,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's in that necessary catchment where people are like, okay, I can't afford the house on the inside street, but I need to be in this neighborhood. It speaks to condos as well. Like we've seen it with condos where it doesn't matter if you're a dime a dozen two bedroom condo, you're not renovated. You have no good exposure, no good view or whatever it is. It kind of doesn't matter where you put your price. Buyers in tough markets, when they can see it's down, look so far to the future. They look at that product and they say, how does this benefit me in the future when my time comes to sell? I need to get something that's better, you know, better location or better view, better layout, whatever it is.
0: I I do agree with you that the busy streets are way harder to sell right now, like way harder. I would say maybe, though, I think there's a right price where... Okay, All sure, everything
3: sudden. can sell for the right price, yeah. but the right price that it takes in a down market yes. is so disproportionate to yeah. another product that otherwise looks really similar the, on paper. The, the, totally. It the, looks the gap, really similar yes, on paper. Yes, the
0: gap between, like, the time to sell a busy street is in a hot market because people will make bigger sacrifices and value the busy street less like they'll be like well I can live with it
3: like I feel like you're taking on a house like a $200,000 hit in a condo $100,000 hit so you go sure I can get it sold you have there's a condo similar square footage to yours similar finishes to yours but it has a better location better outlook whatever it is it's going to sell for 600 I need to put yours at 500 to sell and they go well what is the point right why should I? And I yeah. guess that's why I say they won't sell because the 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 yeah. price that does get it sold is so
0: far yeah, down. Yeah, the, the the magic number is unacceptable. often for the steal. Yeah.
3: yeah, the seller just goes, well, what, "How does this benefit me? Where am I? Where am I going? What am I?" And doing in their mind,
0: month? they're like, "But I was only fifty thousand difference in the hot market. Why am I a hundred thousand difference?" In some now? in some
1: yeah. time in some aspects of the market, it, it didn't even matter. Like, yeah, the busy street, it's you see a sale price like, wow, there was no accounting for that location or that being tr- like that unit just sold really yeah. close to that last benchmark. There was a Riverview unit and it's on train side. Wow. They're going to be in for a world of hurt when the market shifts.
2: Yeah.
0: I just want to bring up one last thing that I think is a problem in selling in a shifting market, not necessarily a down market. Once it's down and it's been down for a while, I don't think this is a problem. But I also think there's so many people involved in the transaction. You've got the buyer. You've got the buyer's agent. You've got the buyer's or the seller's realtor. You've got the seller. And all of those people have to kind of be on board with how the market has shifted. <laughs> like sometimes you, sometimes it's not the seller. Sometimes it's the listing agent who's like, my price is good. And you're like, yeah, your price isn't good. I know that you don't know that yet. But like your CMA was off. And it, it's much easier in a shifting market for a listing agent to totally fumble the ball when they're coming up with the price um, especially if you get somebody who's not really focused on this specific area and watching everything that's going on it it, it can it well you can the get seller up isn't
3: always about the how problem. they look similar on paper how we yeah. just talked about but you're like no these this one difference totally is a massive difference yes but they just see it like well no that thousand square foot two bedroom over there. Is pretty close to this my thousand square foot two bedroom no we're not talking an eighty thousand dollar difference jeff you're wrong
2: right but (laughs) but you know
3: that the (laughs) buyers buyers who know new west who have decided this is the community you want to be in or whatever community they're in they have that discerning eye because they do know their community right and that kind of stuff so they they see the the big difference there
0: so i think it's not all bad though right i mean this is a good time where like if if you were priced out of the market Now might be a great chance to get your family into a home or to make a a move up. Um, I think one of the big dangers is sitting on the fence too long. I mean, over the years in real estate, I always meet people who have been waiting 20 years Buy at the right time. (laughs) Yeah,
3: unfortunately, they wait until the bottom hits and then they know it was the bottom, like Jer said, because it went up again. And now that it's climbing again, that was the bottom. They'll say, Well, now's not the time to buy because it's climbing. So I'll wait until it stops climbing because this is outrageous and it will crash and I'll buy at the next bottom. Right. And then it starts going down again and they go, Well,. It's not yeah. quite the bottom, and then they do it all over again, right? Yeah. Um, I will speak to, I mean, our, our listeners, our viewers are watching this saying, well, you've t- teased the idea of this is like buying at the bottom. So are we at the bottom? Of course, we're never going to make that sort of guarantee. There's no way any one individual can know that.
0: I have no idea. If you, if you held a gun to my head and said, you have to call it, is this the bottom? I would say not the absolute. I think houses still have a ways to fall condos in the affordable first-time segment feel like if we're not at the bottom, we're pretty close, and higher-end condos still feel like they're going to fall for a bit. That would be my guess, but that's like... Don't shoot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you you had to
3: take a stance, right? But I'm in the same boat where I feel like if somebody was asking me, like you said, now is a good time. I feel like now is a good time. I think now is a great time. I feel like there's a very high probability that we look back at this in September and October and say that was pretty much the bottom. But the bottom, the precise time of the bottom, like you just said, is going to be different depending on the product. Totally. The bottom end, it kind of feels like it's already sort of stabilizes moving up. Jerry used the word stabilized earlier, right? Yeah. We've seen multiple offers on the right product in all sorts of segments. I've seen houses sell at their asking price in the last two weeks. I've seen condos sell for their asking price in the last two weeks. And I've seen other condos that have all of the compromises that just sit there and suffer down at the bottom, the bottom of the price bands and I feel like as soon as they start to recover, and it feels like that's close. It does. Then that is proof that we were at the bottom. Yeah. So if I had to give the listener a, a, a piece of uh, some sort of reading the tea leaves here, where are we? Right. It, it does depend on the product. So you need to speak to a specialist who can kind of nail that down. Yeah. So what are you trying to buy? You're trying to buy Which something. Which all of
0: us are, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, but if it's uh, the the poor product that like we've talked about that sits at the bottom, you've got to make compromises on the home you choose. But that's a great place to get a deal. Yes. So right? would you
1: say that the good stuff you would agree then the good stuff we have seen the bottom, or still just maybe for condos, not for not for houses yet?
3: You know, it's so
0: close though. Like it is because we're well, seeing... we're going
3: into
1: spring now, and that shifts. I mean, we're in kind of into the spring market. But there's
0: stuff that looks like when I'm going through MLS because I don't know if you guys are the same. I want to own a house someday. I'm in a townhouse right now. And I'm not ready to make that move right now. But every once in a while, I'll look through the houses and I'll send Rach ones where I'm like, hey, look at this. There's a lot of houses where I'm like, I could afford that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not ready to make a move right now. But that would work for me. Whereas, you know, a year ago, eh, most of what I could afford, I'm like, I'm making some pretty big compromises on.
1: Well, now you got a new assistant too, you got to pay for. So <laughs> well, yeah, now I got all uh, that money that's going out of your pocket. Yeah, right um, out of my pocket into my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But a, a few more houses are starting to move. Yeah. The higher end condos are definitely showing movement. You yeah. know, we saw a, a multiple offer on some riverfront properties on the Key, which typically goes to right. the empty nester types or folks coming from Vancouver, like typically downsizers from Vancouver. Yes. They tend to buy a lot of the waterfront in on the new West Key. So when I see that kind of stuff, like I've heard there's volume happening again in Vancouver proper, like West Side. Mm-hmm. Prices are way down from the top. Yes. You know, a house that used to go for three point five million is maybe two point five million, but the volume is there. Right. And then that money flows east.
0: So how does our listener win?
3: Okay, well, uh, this is a long conversation for me because yeah. I don't want to just open it up with like, oh, it's easy to get a deal right yeah. because if you can if you're putting it all together from what I've said so far in the show is the deals are, are the bad product. Most of what is a really good deal, I wouldn't advise a client
0: to buy yeah, that- well, and that, that's kind of what I was talking about with there's two two products that they're going to buy, and I don't think you should not buy the amazing home that you love, but maybe you don't go in that with the like, and I'm going to get a screaming deal.
1: (laughs) Not necessarily the bad product either. I mean, if we're talking about condos, it could be like, we've got a couple of buildings in town that we're all aware of that just for whatever reason, have a multiple units that are the exact same floor plan. So there's options available. Um, But I think, yeah, managing the buyers, I mean, managing your expectations, Um, but a, a buyer just realizing that if you're going into the condo market, you're, you don't have as many, you don't have the opportunity now to be as as picky if you're looking for a deal. If you fa- find the right one, just understand that the prices ha- are, there has been about a 10, 10%, 15% um, change adjustment in price. And that's already kind of been reflected and taken into account, but you need to be ready to go. Um, but you still can get some deals, but they're not going to be the ones that are, you're going to be fishing for offers. They're not going to be the, the the tier one, the, the really good stuff.
3: Perhaps- I just, I feel like if it's, If it's the right one for you, you've picked it. It's because there is something about it that stands out from all of the other product in the marketplace. Yeah. And if it stands out to you, it probably stands out to the other buyers. Like your clients just bought a place at Five Renaissance on the key. Yeah. I started working with new buyers. We went and saw five properties that day and the property that your clients bought was their favorite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like they were like, I can't believe there's an offer on this. Like I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gone. That was the best one.
0: Now, that one had been on the market a very long time. Yeah, too. and
3: same with the one they bought. Yeah. Had been on the market for like six months, had been on the market for a month at its current price, and we ended up in a multiple. Right. Because they chose the other one that they thought was the best, and it turns out they weren't alone in thinking it was the best.
0: So would you say that if you want to get a deal, you need to buy something that doesn't stand out? Like you, you need yeah. to you need to pick like... Basically, like, the person at the dance who nobody's asking <laughs> to go over a dance. Like. Unfortunate analogy. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, you can
3: look at days on market as a good sort of trigger if you're trying to find something that, you know, everybody's overlooked.
0: I, I had that in my notes, actually, was that stuff that's been sitting on the market for a long time, you have a way better chance. But it, it kind of needs to be overpriced. Like, because, like we said, that one if has been that's sitting the on the reason. market forever... Yeah, Yeah,
1: if that's the reason why it's not selling, just because they're just not they haven't adjusted yet. Yeah, you can get in there because if they're about to make that, you know that listing that's five fifty or five thirty or forty, if they're about to make it a four ninety nine, because that's actually where they need to be. Maybe you can get there ahead of time.
0: Okay, so step one is pick the right property. It sounds like like we we do not you're not going to get a deal on the Riverview gigantic deck. Like one of a kind, beautiful home, like that one you guys sold on did that sell or is yeah. it on, on Murano? Uh, yeah, we got an offer and a backup offer. Got two. Yeah. yeah. Like like <laughs> not not multiple multiple. Something really offers, special but. there is there is demand for. Yeah. yeah. So the one that
3: you've been waiting for that you yeah. wanted to buy at the top of the market yeah. and thought was too expensive. Yeah. And then it comes on when the market's down. Now, it and is still in, cheaper? It is cheaper, yes. absolutely. Yeah. The price is, is way down compared to where the top was. But the one, like you said, huge outdoor space, great view, the perfect floor plan, the one that everybody waits for. It comes on, and we had five people say, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think even, I bef- compete. Even, even before that is just getting in touch with an agent that's selling in that area yeah. that, that knows what's going on, have a meeting and be like, these are what my objectives are. Are you just looking for a smoking deal right now? Were you just a bottom, a guy that's looking for the bottom guy or gal? Yeah. Um, find out what's happening. Cause sometimes it could be segments, could be other things that are happening and, and maybe it hasn't, the bottom hasn't been reached for that one thing you're looking for.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we let, if, if my objective is just to get a really smoking deal, maybe I'm buying an investment property, not, not a home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to someone. I'm going to be watch the market. I think one thing, too, is you need to be willing to take a few shots at it. If your primary objective is, like, you need to be willing to walk away. Yeah. Uh, because, like we said earlier, there's a lot of sellers who haven't come to terms with where the market is. And if they had priced it where the market is well, then it's probably, there's a good chance that one's going to sell. That's not the one that's been there. So you've you, you got to almost be looking for a fight, really, if that's what your objective yeah, is. Yeah, you do
3: have to find somebody who's, who's yeah. not going to be nearly as, as cooperative in a sense, right? Um, but I think, yes, yeah, so you've got to go maybe try a couple different opportunities. It's not just this one property. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. This is where I think it really divides the philosophy of the buyer. Right. So one, you want to get a good deal. Yep. And I mentioned earlier that the buyers, because everything's so expensive and they want to get it just right, they're thinking really far into the future because yes. for very valid reasons, they figure they will be in this property for many years. Yep. When people were buying, when the market was really peaking, it's like, oh, I'll be here for like two or three years. I'll make some money and I'll Maybe move up. Maybe two or three months. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now they're like, well, I need to know that this has the potential to work for me for over five years if I'm in a two-bedroom condo. Because right. who knows if I'm moving? This is like the most I can afford. But what if you buy the one that's $100,000 less today? Yeah. And a year from now, it's only $30,000 less from the one that you otherwise could have bought. So you're making money there and it actually gives you a greater opportunity to move up. So you're buying something that you probably are really a lot less satisfied with today. Yeah. On the, the risk, you're, you're taking a speculative risk mm-hmm. that it will give you a more opportunity to upgrade.
0: Yeah. And I think you have to be really eagle-eared whether you're going to listings with your own agent or whether you're just at Opens. Listing agents aren't supposed to do this. But I find a lot of listing agents right now, because there's four parties that want to get paid, and a lot of times this is a tough market for sellers. This is a tough market for listing agents, and a lot of them have not sold a thing in a very long time, And a lot of them I'm finding when I'm there are giving me more information than they should. And the best deals I've gotten over the last two months are, I got a job transfer, mm-hmm. they're getting a divorce. Like there's certain key, like when you hear something that says they have to move, yeah, that's a big ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> like, is not a I'll sell yeah.
3: if it works kind of situation. Yeah. It's, I
0: really do and it, need to And sell. in a hot market, it didn't matter, <laughs> Yeah, right? Like in a hot market, you're like, you'd get this all the time. Buyers who are like, I know you're getting a divorce. And you're like, I don't care. I've got 10 offers. Get in line, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so you
3: can no, listen no. for those things, look for those clues, yeah. right, if you're looking for deals. But I think your philosophy has to have opportunity for failure if you're going to be looking for the best price. But that doesn't have to be your philosophy. Like your philosophy could just be get the right home for me that I feel is going to work for the next five
0: or eight years. Well, th- this is legitimate too, 100%. If If your objective has been, I want to get a great home that I can raise my family in for the next five years, boom five years from now, you're not going to care that you could have got another $5,000 off the home. You're probably not even going to remember. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like- no, you want
3: the right home. Yeah. Right? And it's the right home that fits not just on price. Yes. fits on... How your lifestyle is going to be. So the properties my clients have done well with in buying, they've paid a pretty, in a sense, a premium, a fair price, but they've had to compete with other interest. Yeah. And the properties that I've sold quickly have been such because they offer those unique characteristics, right? You know, mm-hmm. we had the one at the point that was three bedrooms, was three bedroom condo in downtown New West. There's awesome. not, there's not many of those. Yeah. Right. So these the buyers had to jump on it. They had to. And the same thing goes with the place we had at the Lofts, right? And and the one that your clients bought that you know at Five Renaissance, like it's huge. It's right? a
0: it's a fantastic. Well, that ticks so many boxes. Like huge, fantastic con- condition, great location, allows big dogs. The only compromise the buyer made there was didn't have a nice river view. Yeah, and in the end, they're like this ticks everything we need lifestyle over, ooh, of you, right? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I think that's where where the
3: consumer really needs to get in line with what their priorities are. Yes. And understand that no matter how bad the market in Metro Vancouver is, 20 years ago, 20 years from now, there will always be demand for every product. There are always people who want to move here and want to buy one of these homes.
0: Yeah, I, I think clarifying what the win is, is really important because the win might be you get to buy a home now and you don't have to make a ton of the compromises you would have had to make a year ago.
3: Yeah. Well, and I want to talk about that as far as the process of buying. Yeah. Can we shift over to that now? Have we kind of worked through the the objectives and that kind of bit? Because, Because, of course, when we talk about when the market was really strong, we've introduced this concept today of making unconditional offers, no inspection, all that stuff. So now it is normal. Yep. to expect that when you make an offer, you get all of your standard conditions in there. Yeah. Even if you end up in, like we've talked about, a couple of multiple offers recently. Yeah, I was in a multiple offer, but I had all the conditions in there.
0: I, and I kept them in. I have yet to go up against subject-free as a thing this year. I've heard about it happening a couple yeah. times, but the majority of offers, you don't have to worry about
3: that. So the normal expectation for where the market is right now is that the buyer should be able to keep all of their conditions in subject to reviewing strata documents, doing inspection, all the rest of that. We've talked in this about previous shows about how we're not given enough time for that, and that's been frustrating. Yeah. That's a bit of an interesting (laughs) negotiation, but we seem to be working it out. The next layer to this where someone's like, how do I get a deal if it's the bottom of the market? What do I do? One thing we did with one of our clients recently was they had a specific townhouse they wanted to upgrade to.
0: Like before? Before it was even on the market, or they they don't this came on the market?
3: Well, they heard that it was coming on the market, so they had totally. a little bit of advance notice because one of their very close friends lives next door to the one that was going to go for sale. Yeah, and this is actually the folks who had the three bedroom condo in downtown New West. Okay, so perfect townhouse they want to buy, but really, this just that townhouse they want to buy where they are, they don't need to move from yet, mm-hmm. it's working. But they will want but to upgrade this is an at some point. Yeah. yeah. So we like this idea. It's like, how can we do this? And, and they're wondering how we protect them. So what we ended up doing was, we knew that was there. We got their house ready to go on the market. We got it on MLS. Uh, we were fortunate. We got an offer on the Friday, like before we even showed it for the first weekend for any open houses. Yep. And. When that offer was presented, and we were, of course, ecstatic that it came in because on that very same week, the townhouse went on the market and it was still available. So we call, we check. Townhouse, are you still available? Yes. Offer in hand on the condo. Good. Condo people, thank you for your offer. You've got 10 days for conditions. Um, Just so you know, we are uh, on the market because we want to buy a specific townhouse. So we're adding a condition for the seller that says two days for the seller to enter into an agreement to purchase the townhouse.
2: Wow.
1: We never see that on our end when people when we're getting no,
0: offers on no. our properties. Oh,
3: well, I pushed but, the limit on this. But, so if you're listening and you're watching, here's a pro Do not expect this. Don't is... expect that. <laughs> I Matt
2: I,
0: did really well for I, his client there. I pushed the envelope. don't expect
3: that. Yeah. So, no. but I thought you know what we're gonna we're gonna do this. So I said uh, we have a specific property in mind. That's why we're on the market. So two days uh, we're we're submitting an offer immediately here. Yeah. And we're gonna get that accepted, and that's good enough for us just to know it's accepted. And so that was on the condo, and then on the townhouse, we went and wrote an offer that was subject to the confirmation of sale of the condo.
0: Right. So if they don't remove their subjects, yeah, you don't have to buy. Perfect. Yeah. So you get time
1: to get your an offer in on the place you want to buy. This. Yeah, sorry. With without without limiting your your buying power by being subject to sale.
3: guys are good
1: (laughs) (laughs) and if i'm and if i'm if i'm representing a buyer and i'm i'm representing a buyer on matt's place obviously this would never happen because of agency but um and matt and matt presents that to me like hey we'll give you a little bit of extra time for your subjects or whatever's needed so we're not killing too much of your subject period but just Mm -hmm. give us a couple days because we just need to make sure we can go somewhere or this elusive three bedrooms not even on the table for you i'm like i'll explain that to my buyers and be like i know it's weird but this protects everything. And actually our objective here is for you to buy a place and them to move and them to sell and whatever. So, so let's just give them the two days.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And, and one thing about your story that I do want to go back to, how do they win just for a quick second? If the objective is get in a home without making as many compromises, not absolute best bang for your buck. I think one of the biggest advantages buyers have right now is what you said of you had an offer before the first open house. And that is very doable right now. Whereas over the last few years, that was not even an option most of the time. I, I've had it go both ways. I've had a buyer who saw an unbelievably good townhouse in Queensboro that was way better than everything priced in. We negotiated quickly. We were the very first people. I literally drove right from Queensboro to my office, wrote the offer. I called the agent. He picked up and said, how much is the offer? <laughs> like he knew exactly what was going on, and we got it accepted that day, um, and it was a great deal for them. But we didn't we didn't beat them up on their price much. We I think we got five thousand oh, dollars off their well, their asking so price. So don't put, expect to I negotiate. I put
3: protections into this off yeah. these these, co- these offers. Yeah, but we paid full price for the townhouse. Totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, no subject to inspection. Yeah. Right. So we let other things go. Yeah. Um, and on the sale. Uh, So we asked. Our asking price was seven hundred eighty-two thousand. Yeah. At circumstances, not exactly, but some of the higher prices for this type of condo would have been eight thirty, eight forty. Right. We priced at seven eighty-two. Seller kind of wanted to be at seven ninety-nine. Because you
0: had a very specific objective that you needed to accomplish and a very tight time frame. Yeah. But I I think that's something the buyers really need to understand is if you're a buyer and you and your agent are really on top of it, you can act fast which wasn't an option now. Like, you, you can see it, and you can buy it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> which, unfortunately, kind of starts to set the table for multiple offers.
0: Maybe. I, we ended up in yeah. a multiple on
3: that townhouse. Did you? Now, we wrote the offer. Yeah. No other interest. Yeah. They made us wait, because they hadn't done the open house yet. Right. They did the open house, took a ton of people through. We yeah. ended up in a multiple. We won with a lower price, because the other offer was subject to sale. And we were subject to confirmation of sale. There is a difference. We had an accepted offer. We weren't waiting for someone to
0: materialize with an offer. An accepted offer that, say, is going to remove subjects on Friday is so much stronger than an accepted offer that you've got to wait months that you can probably take anyway. I also (laughs)
3: had the luxury of the fact that the agent who represented the seller in the townhouse knew me. We'd done a deal together previously. And we had done a deal together previously in the tower where the condo was for sale. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, your buyers bought it in that condo and you know this building is amazing. And she says, yeah, I do. That building is awesome. So I said, we've got an accepted offer. We're bulletproof.
2: Mm.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of things aligned and went well. But the, the idea here is you, you, can, you can ask for a little bit here and there to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, there's no one playbook, but you have to understand your individual priorities. And no matter how soft the market seems, there will always be compromises in some department. To make it work,
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the, the buyers who are failing right now think they're going to roll in and just like, it's my time. I get had- <laughs> to call all the shots. Have you, have your have you your time was buyer? in
1: November or, or December, <laughs> possibly January.
3: Have you ever had that person though? I've had a few of those recently. Who walk in, they say, "Yo, I like this place. So what I want to do, Matt, is I want to make an offer. It's going to be eighty thousand dollars under the asking price. It's like two days on the market. Um, give me a month for subjects, and and they just kind of list out all this stuff. And it's it's I'm not quite sure how good you think the market is. I
0: I don't get like. Those guys don't tend to be my clients. Like For whatever reason, they're, they're just this not attracted to me. person turned out not being my client. Yeah. No, we we don't, don't, I, 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 I get those guys who walk in and start dictating it, that's and I pretty love much it the new agency <laughs> rules now. Because I'm like, I don't know if you know this, but i can't help you so go bug some other realtor and then send me that offer and we'll say no <laughs> that, that just happened last week to us yeah us to too start start
1: talking about uh, so what i'm going to get you to do is write this offer up like i won't even touch that and don't talk talk to
0: me anymore because you need, you need representation 3 days on the market 175 grand under asking we're the cheapest house for sale in new west <laughs> like... yeah, yeah. so you get some of those guys too yeah. so i
3: think um i mean for me Telling that story tells a lot of where the opportunities are, yeah. where you have to step up and either pay full price or do something else, but their priority was a specific property, right? Yeah,
0: that that's really good advice, is that you really need to recognize what you're trying to accomplish, because it's easier to accomplish. You want to accomplish price? Great. You want to get your dream home? Great. Both of those things are way more yeah. doable now, but probably not both of those things at the same time, like either or. Yeah, I guess if
3: I had to like narrow it down to like, what are the circumstances that are best right now? This was a family of four, husband, wife, two kids, yeah. time to upgrade what you move to makes a huge difference. We've all gone through that, right? All of like personal. Yeah. The homes totally. we are personally in yes. were done with, vicious commitment because it was <laughs> yes. like, we know that this is what we need yep. for our future. If you're uh, single or you're newly engaged or something to that effect, and you're like, we really want the right house to fit us for the next seven years. And you're in your twenties. And I hear this from like, you're kind of a fan of Gary V Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now he's saying like your twenties is the time to fail. Yeah. Your twenties is the time to take risk. And that's not entirely wrong even in real estate. Like this is your opportunity to go buy the, the crummier condo for the really severely discounted price. Yeah. Because statistically our market is going to improve.
0: Oh yeah. The deal hunters can win big and right when now. When it does, you yeah.
3: will win. But you're gonna live in a home that really wasn't your first pick. It was probably your twelfth pick. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any last words, Jeremy? Uh nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out
0: there. <laughs> Check out the big brain on bread. How's it
3: working
1: out for you? What? Being clever
3: Who knows where thoughts
2: come from They just
0: appear You're
3: listening to Multiple Offers A real estate show We talked about it in our last episode How that bumper maybe needs a little address To say this is question of the week Right So it's time for a question of the week I have a question for you, Jeff. It was essentially a question that came up during one of our transactions. This is for me specifically. Well, because I already answered the question for my And And I already know the answer. He's on my team. Okay. Uh, But it's a very good learning opportunity. All right. I'm ready to learn. So here's the question. Uh, You've engaged in an offer. uh, When you were negotiating the offer, it was already to go... You represent the buyer. Okay. Okay. It was already disclosed to you by the seller's agent that a levy was recently approved at the AGM, and the seller agrees to pay.
0: Okay. All good. Does it Go- matter what the levy was for? It was, Doesn't matter. it
3: was for an elevator, but okay. So nothing that should cause any future concern. Yeah. Uh, so you have your standard statements in the contract that protect us for levies and that kind of stuff. Seller's going to pay. Uh, you get the documents and you read it, you read the form B, you read the, uh, AGM minutes. Mm-hmm. And it says that yes, on April 3rd, a levy for the elevators was approved. Uh, the amount for this home would be $4,000. Uh, it's due in installments, uh, due and payable starting August first, and there will be four installments to follow for an eight-month period. Okay. If it's due and if it's due on August first, and it completes on May thirtieth, yeah, who pays?
0: So I believe that needs a clause in the contract that says that the uh, seller takes responsibility. That I. That would be my guess. I'm I'm imagining there's some twist because we're we're having well, a conversation. Well, well, no,
3: because the standard uh, consideration from all parties who I was speaking to was that well, it's been approved. The seller will
0: pay it. Matt, why are you making me jump through hoops? Well, that's why that there's a standard clause though that isn't in the contract but is in the standard clauses that says, and now I'm paraphrasing. Any levies approved but not yet collected will be the responsibility of the seller, and I'm assuming if we've got that clause, that it's there specifically for this. That sounds like this scenario. It is. It
3: is for this scenario. Yeah, Um, but for some reason,
0: think that it didn't. Without that clause, that the buyer is going to be hooped.
3: Well, without that clause, the Strata Property Act says that it's the buyer who pays it. Right. Yeah. The seller is not responsible because technically, it's not due. It's not due. Yeah. Now this is why it's a weird one is because typically when a levy is approved, yeah. it says approved and due immediately. Yes. And the option to pay in installments over the next twelve months or whatever is defined. Yeah. But it always says due and payable immediately. Yeah. This is the first time in nearly ten years of doing this I've seen one that says approved due later. Right. So in which case, and, and your did, wording. did
0: the listing agent have problem? like, did you put that clause in and the listing agent didn't well, like well, it? Well, the or? clause
3: was there. And it's funny. It was just, we were so concerned to make sure we got it right. Yeah. Just so there wasn't any ambiguity. Right. That we both kind of glossed over that sentence. It was there. Yeah. But it didn't get the attention it deserved. Right. And because I, it's just, we're, I, I, I'm so careful in this market that, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, well, let me just go double check with the lawyer. Yeah. So then I went and double checked with the lawyer who we agreed they would use to convey the transaction, and the lawyer said, "Well, you know, uh, I wouldn't take a hundred percent assurance on this. You know, we need to know that the Strata Corporation will accept payment because technically it's not due." Oh,
0: that's interesting.
3: Because he's like, just because you collect it from the seller and then you can't pay it to the Strata Corporation, and we're sitting there on completion date, then what?
0: Well, that's funny, and I didn't know why this was, but the the clause I use specifically says the lawyer will hold back funds.
3: No, if you read that clause, you can't hold it back unless it's been, unless it's due. Or, or sorry, that's the proposed version.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I use the non board approved proposed yeah, version.
3: But proposed. That's for the that's if it's it says if proposed, it can be held back. This is over. Oh, but this was
2: approved
0: this and not approved. Do, what a weird situation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you've got installment payment. so it just yeah. gets a
1: it gets a bit weird, right?
3: Yeah. So in the end all we did was just write a clarification. We got the we got yeah, strata. That's the way we got strata it. to confirm. Yeah. We will accept payment early, yeah. and the and the agent for the seller was like, "What are you talking about? You're telling me the strata won't accept payment? Come on, Matt. You're
0: like, come l- on. Look, if this is a no brainer, just sign it. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> like... they, and they weren't trying. To, they weren't yeah. trying
3: to get out of paying it." That wasn't they just thought it was not necessary. Like like I'm being ridiculous. And I said, I'm I'm not licensed for property management. I don't know the Strata Property Act in and out. Like for for all the ways we get in trouble for managing money, I could see that it could be a regulation that you actually cannot accept those thousands of dollars because it's not due yet. That would be fraudulent to put that on your books.
0: When stuff like that comes up in a negotiation, I'm totally happy. Like if an agent fights me on something like that. I go full like, yeah, you know what? You're totally right. I'm being stupid. But just just sign it. If it's so stupid, just sign it. And then we'll be comfortable. We're freaking out. You're right. It's nothing. But just yeah. sign it.
1: <laughs> like- yeah, but you disregarding it's also worrisome. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, uh, in the end, we were all in agreement. It's just like we just want to get to the week where the, the property changes hands yeah. and not have some weird conflict where the, the, the language is just a little bit wrong.
0: I had a really messy situation with that clause. We had, it was proposed. The vote had not happened yet. The AGM happened in between completion and whatnot. We knew about a proposed levy. So we wrote it in. And then on completion, the lawyer says to my buyer, Hey, you owe $5,000 for the levy. And he's like, he calls me, He's upset. And he's like, I thought you said I was protected. And I'm like, oh, no, did I screw something up? So I go back to the contract, and it's in there. And the lawyer missed it. The lawyer missed Will hold back funds and didn't hold back any of the money. And in the end, the lawyer ended up paying for it. Like, it... uh it was totally his screw-up. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we don't use stock language for that. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's been altered. And right? I, yeah.
3: if I do know those things are coming just to help the client so that we don't end up with a stressful yes. situation, just because it's not their fault doesn't mean we can't try to help. I try to mention, hey, I know this is coming. We
0: did. Really? We sent them an email being oh like, hey. Now, we didn't explain exactly, but we were like, hey, just want to make sure. there. We do know there is a levy in this situation, so we've... Done all this, blah blah blah, and then I don't know if it just got handed over to some junior guy who didn't get the memo. or Well, it's what proposed
1: happened. too. It could be denied. It could actually turn out that they're not right. Th- that they don't approve it because yeah. your your AGM or SGM is happening after completion. Yeah, or Yeah, the, so. the
0: onus was on the lawyer to check what happened at that AGM, and that that's where they yeah. and
1: the yeah. money
3: hit. So an oopsie. Gone. Anyway, little uh, nuances that I was just like, this is this is a funny one, but anyway, it's, it's part of our the importance of our job is to read the details and just
0: get, as we say, enforceable
3: contracts written.
1: Don't, don't assume things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show today. If you want to get in touch with us or if you've got a question of the week, you can send that to feedback at morealestateshow.com. And if you're enjoying the show, we always appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. If you want to get a hold of Matt or Jer, they are at thenewwestguys.com. If you want to get a hold of me, Jeff, I'm at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you guys very much.
3: Are you going away for
0: Victoria Day, Jeff? You usually do. The last couple of years. Um, I don't know if I'm going away. So... Is Victoria Day Maylong Long weekend? That's after Mother's Day.
3: Yeah, Mother's Day is this weekend. Mother's Day. Mother's
0: Day is this weekend. The following weekend is, as the cool kids say, May Long. Is that what they
3: May Long? What are you doing for May Long? What are you doing for May Long? Going away?
0: Can okay, we leave that one alone? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going away. I think I'm going to um, a white party. <laughs> on, uh... I don't think you can have those anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're not socially acceptable. No, I, I, I got invited to a um, a white party at the, um, the synagogue. Um, uh, no, yacht club. Oh, that makes it even worse. Yeah. So, so it's like a diné en blanc. It, yeah, it's it's opening day and you have to wear white and I'm going to go on dad's boat. I don't own white pants. So maybe when my the boat goes by, I'm just going to hide. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm I'm going to do. But I'm really looking forward. We're going to spend Saturday out on a boat, uh, having a really good time. So I don't know if I'll go away. May what, if long. Your,
1: what if your boat's not
0: white? The boat doesn't have to be white. The crew is all supposed to be dressed in oh, okay. in white. Your dad's boat, he fixed the boat? Yes. Yes, I this is the first time in a very long time. That's
1: huge news. No wonder he look. He had a bounce to his stuff. He looked yeah. just happier. This, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, huh. yeah, really excited. Because it's. I feel like it's been like a year. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since yeah. Is he going to want so his crop, crab traps back? Did he give you his crab traps? No, I think uh, Glenn's got them all. Oh, does Glenn <laughs> have them? <laughs> and and polar. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably want those back. Yeah, I would think. Well, That's yeah. good news for Mick. Yeah.
3: Because I feel like it was, yeah, into the the end of spring that it sounded like the boat stopped running. Yeah. And and everybody was sad because that's kind of like the talking point where I seem around. I'm like, so uh, you guys got a big trip plan for the boat coming up yeah. the next couple weeks? He's, no. Oh, that boat is his whole life.
0: <laughs> like, it's his favorite thing in the world. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the big, like, pre-May long. So, sorry,
3: that's, this, that's Mother's Day weekend that you're doing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, no big plans. Is for there the a, par- long weekend. a parade?
3: What's well, that? great news, Jeff? Because Jared and I are going to be away. You might get some sweet sign calls. Oh, are, are you? You guys are both going
0: away. Yeah. Nice. Have to. Yeah. I kind of want to. Yeah, I'll this. be. I'll be your call guy if you need somebody to take take the calls for Maylong. Yeah. And I'll answer it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can we talk more about this white party?
0: This is uh, this is the new West guy's Maylong replacement. <laughs> <laughs> hmm
3: want to tell the folks where you're going to go, Jer?
1: Um, I'm going to go to the White par- Party uh, <laughs> on your boat. Is it is it like a is it a parade? All the boats go out? Yeah, it's a boat parade on Sun on Mother's Day. Saturday. Saturday. Mother's Day
0: is Sunday, I think. This Saturday. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's, this Saturday. That's so the, I'm going to crash it. Are we that's working the garage on sale? Saturday?
0: Yep. I won't be at the garage. You're sale.
1: not going to be. Are we going to be at the garage
0: sale? You don't have to be. out to bring our tent. Oh. Did you guys sponsor a garage sale?
3: Yeah, Canadian parents for French. Oh, it's okay. doing a thing. It's at my sister in law's house, so because they're on the board. So cool. We threw them some dollars to support their uh, their marketing and that kind of stuff. We and did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We discussed this. Okay. <laughs> There's a note. It's uh, in the ledger. Nice. I can step out of the room if you guys want <laughs> <I just> to <wanna laughs> hash this hash out. Hash it out. Um, Queens Park garage sale on Saturday, and then yeah. so you got your boat thing. Jerry's gonna come crash it on his boat. Yeah, I'm going to
1: bring my blue boat. <laughs> your boat. <laughs> my little bitty blue boat. Is
3: it, it this public yeah. waters, man,
0: or is it inside the yacht club uh, territory? I think
3: it's public
1: waters. <laughs> it's whole <laughs> harbor's public.
0: It's no, it it I believe it's on the um the Kits side, like Jericho. Oh. Uh, I don't go over there. Yeah. Okay, so he's not okay. crashing your boat party. Yeah. Nope. Um How about you, Matt? What are you doing? Going to Tulamine. And I can't wait. I feel like I I should have been able to <laughs> to surmise that that was the answer. We
3: haven't been in a, a long time compared to our usual uh, intervals. Important yeah. work to be done here the last couple months. So So Tulamine
0: misses Matt and the Brabinses. Oh, everybody's just itching for it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Liz needs to get out. I need to get there. We need to have some fun. We need to make sure things work. But it's gonna be tough, too, because the kids don't have school on Friday. It's a pro d day, but oh, so are you powering out Thursday? No, I can't because Liz has to be at work. okay, so we're gonna be all like the kids will be home from school. yeah, we'll just be sitting there, just sitting in the car all day, just waiting for Liz to pull in so we can leave. I'm gonna power <laughs> okay. out
1: Thursday.
0: Yeah. yeah, nice. It's
1: exciting.
3: Well, we've been working time for a little time off, and then you know, come back and we'll probably have to work through the whole summer this year,
2: hey. Feels like it. Yeah. Yeah.